All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Well, next up here, I want to talk to you about the terrorism attack in Orlando, Florida. And I want to talk to you about this uh, horrific, horrific situation. We've heard now the presidential candidates have spoken out. Of course, the president of the United States has spoken out. And, you know, you're hearing the uh, reverberations of this around the world, uh, what's happened in Orlando. But, folks, here's the thing. I want you to hear me this moment here. What's happened in Orlando right now, I've been saying this to you for months and months and years now, and I'm going to say it again now whether you like it or not. What happened in Orlando is not even the tip of the iceberg. It's going to happen again and again and again and again. And if you think this was bad, I got news for you. When you see the body count is in the hundreds and thousands, don't say that I didn't tell you it's coming because it's coming. And so let this be a lesson to you now. If you don't wake up and you don't pay attention here, and those of you who have your head up your backside will need to pay attention because you cannot just rely on these politicians because they all lie like hell. And what's happening is your safety, your security, your family, your friends, your associates are all at risk. And the risk is anything. It's like if you're in France and you're at a cafe or you're at a sporting event or you're at an arena or you're at a club one night, whatever it is. And yet the danger is there. Here on the show again with us is our friend of the show and our uh, contributor expert here, uh, really an expert in Islam, IQ Al-Razuli. You know him, you know his material. He's on America Out Loud. He's one of our uh, fantastic contributors. And um, Now, IQ, follow. this is what he does. I mean, this is a very passionate man who speaks very openly about the truth. Again, he's not the kind of guy you're going to listen to if you're looking to um, have a fabricated version of what the real world is. If you're looking for a fairy tale or a Walt Disney World um, program here, he's not your man, okay? If you're looking for a little truth here with your program, you probably want to open your ears and listen. So IQ, here we are. We have Orlando here. That's now happened. Uh, I mean, the body count is horrific. Uh, you know, this is anybody, nobody, I mean, could anybody have known? I mean, there's so much to this story right now when it comes to the FBI and all the evidence and what's happened and all the uh, the backlash right now. What's your take on it, IQ? Well, I need a few minutes because I have a lot of items to tell the American people who are listening. Please go ahead. For almost 15 years, I have been addressing Americans through talk shows like yours and articles enlightening them regarding the greatest threat to human civilization in the 21st century, which is fundamentalist Mohammedan Islam with or without weapons of mass destruction, as 9-11 demonstrated. Trump's speech was to the point, especially about radical Islam and immigration, both subjects close to my heart since they are fundamental to the protection of the American people. Tragically, very few Americans have been learning or willing to listen, especially among your elite in politics and the media. It is about time that your criminally negligent leaders 
starting with the Muslim traitor-in-chief in the White House, Barack Hussein Obama, to be held responsible for the heinous Orlando crime because they have been deliberately deceiving and undermining the resolve of the American people with their demented and deadly political correctness and groveling to Muslim leaders. I listened to Obama's, as usual, nauseating, spineless speech, which not even once, not once, mentioned or associated terror and Islam, although the very FBI he had allegedly talked to already asserted that the terrorist was a Muslim, a son of Afghanis, and a self-declared supporter of ISIS. Not only did Obama not call the spade a spade, but adding insult to injury, accused gun ownership for the mass slaughter. Barack Obama should have been impeached for at least, or on at least five occasions in the last seven years. In the present case, he should be tried for criminal and gross dereliction of duties as a failed president who has for almost eight years willfully and knowingly ignored the existential threat posed by Islam and Muslims to the security and well-being of the American people by never associating Islam with terror and worse of all, by forbidding all the security services of the USA to do so. Dear Americans, nothing committed by Muslims should ever shock anyone. Nothing. Why? Because each horrible and barbaric act of theirs is literally mandated, sanctioned, and or emulated from their mentor Muhammad bin Abdullah in his Quran and fully sanctified by his false god called Allah. No one should call these attacks lone wolf or conducted by radical, extremist, or militant Muslims. There are no shades in Islam, just as there were no shades among Nazis or communists. Nazis, communists, and Muslims are exactly who and what they are. Neither should this be called a hate crime, as if conducted by a single depraved individual. This is not an act by a so-called radicalized Muslim, as if someone had brainwashed him into slaughtering gays. No matter how difficult it is to accept as fact, ladies and gentlemen, every Muslim is a potential mass murderer. Every single Muslim is capable of these acts the instant he convinces himself that he is or must become a war jihad willing to die for the sake of his God called Allah, qital fi sabil Allah, and gain the 72 virgins in Muhammad's whorehouse version of Islamic paradise. Okay. All right. Donald, sorry. IQ, uh, that's right. Now, we're going to pause in just a moment here, but I want to preface something I want you to think about so we can answer on the other side of the break here, and that's this. I noticed that after the Orlando attack, there were some Muslim leaders came out to condemn what had happened. And I want to talk about some of the Muslim leaders 
you know, this whole conversation that I hear repeatedly about good Muslims versus bad Muslims, and then, you, as you say, there are no shades. I want to talk more about that when we get back. What, you know, how do we preface this thing? What do you think the answer is moving forward when it comes to the Muslim population? Uh, it's very, way, very com- I, I have that. Yeah, well, I want to talk about when we get back from the break here. And also, there was some other news that came out this morning. This, this, uh, this guy here, and I, I do, ne- I never use the killer's name, IQ, so I will not use his name. Uh, but however, they had scouted Walt Disney World. They were looking to take out people at Walt Disney World. We'll talk more about that on the other side of the break as well, as well as the fact uh, Hillary Clinton's speech also talked about gun control. Lots to talk about. We'll be right back with you in just a moment. We are back with you here, and it's Malcolm Out Loud, uh, talking to IQ Al Razuli, the author of Lifting the Veil, and again, uh, my opinion and the opinion of many others folks that IQ is uh, certainly uh, one of the most uh, foremost authorities in the world on the subjects of Islam and all related issues really to Islam. His books, Lifting the Veil, The True Faces of Mohammed in Islam, you can get, again, all the links are on America Out Loud, actually. Just go to America Out Loud, look under the new blog and you'll see IQ there and many of his uh, columns and articles and what have you are there. You know, IQ, we're talking before the break about, uh, you mentioned there are no shades of Islam. You're talking about this good Muslim, bad Muslim mentality. What I want to say is, after the Orlando massacre, I noticed some of the Muslim leaders had come up, and which many people called them on this to say, okay, you need to stand up and speak out against this. What do you say to those leaders that do that versus those that don't? Does it make a difference if the Muslim leaders stand up and and condone these sort of attacks, or do you? What's your opinion on that? Okay, based entirely upon my knowledge of Islam and Muslims, theological, cultural, historical, political, and military, I would not allow a single further Muslim to enter the United States to become a citizen of the United States. I'll tell you why. No matter what people think, there are no moderate Muslims. The Quran forbids moderate Islam. The Quran allows only jihadi Muslims. People such as CARE, C-A-I-R, the Council of American Islamic Relations, and or ISNA, the Islamic Society of North America, they are literally the so-called moderate Muslims. But in fact, these people are not moderate. They are the stealth jihad. Let me give you an example. You take a spear. The spear is made up of two parts. The tip of the spear and the shaft of the spear. Jihad is a spear. The deadly tip is comprised by the war jihadis, the mass murderers, like the one who did it in Orlando. The shaft is made up of the stealth jihadis, the so-called moderate Muslims, the so-called silent majority. Let me explain to you. This silent majority or moderate Muslims are the ones who supply the jihadis, the war jihadis. They supply them with finance. They supply them with cover, with shelter, with intelligence, with propaganda. These are the most dangerous people in America. 
the ones that you think are moderate. They don't exist. But but yet, but IQ, the challenge becomes, though, as soon as a leader or anybody really uh, comes out and speaks in the tone of what you're saying right now, they're almost immediately called a racist, a bigot, uh, uh, you know, uh, so on and so on. How do we, I mean... Is there an answer on how we counterbalance this whole yes. conversation? Yes, yes, yes. First of all, when somebody is calling me a racist because I'm talking about Islam, I asked the idiot who was mentioning it, what race is Islam? Islam is not a race. Islam is a belief system, not a race. So how can he call me a racist when I'm discussing a belief system? That's this. Next one. They call me Islamophobe. Well, I tell him you're a stupid animal because if you Google Islamophobia, phobia means irrational fear. Fearing Islam is not irrational. Fearing Islam, on the contrary, is totally rational. Why is it rational? Islam wants us dead. If we don't submit to Sharia, Islam wants us dead. So Islamophobia is an oxymoron, a contradiction in terms, stupid. I answered both questions. Let me ask you this. What about a Muslim who doesn't follow the Quran? What do you say to that? He's not a Muslim. Okay. It's that simple. Okay. Malcolm, it is so easy. Right. I, I know it is. I want listeners I, 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 to no, no, hear no, no, what I'm you're saying. I promise you, I'm not trying to teach you. I'm trying to explain to the American people who are listening. Right. It is simple. You are either a jihadi and you are a Muslim, if you are moderate, you are not a Muslim. Full stop. Full stop. Nothing. And I dare any human being, any human being, listening to me to prove me wrong. So, so let's so let's stop there a moment here. So the term when you hear the term moderate Muslim, you're saying that this really doesn't exist. Of course, I said that. Yes, it doesn't exist. Obviously, how could it exist? The Quran forbids it, so how could it exist? Right. So so that person then who says they're a moderate Muslim or Muslim, but they pay no attention to the Quran whatsoever, they don't understand it, they never read it, what are they? They're not Muslims. By definition of Islam, they are not Muslims. Interesting. It doesn't matter if he goes to the mosque 500 times a day. He doesn't know how to pray. He is not a Muslim. That's simple. It's not complicated. See, what you're speaking about is at the core of this whole conversation, IQ. It's, it's okay. fundamental. 100% fundamental. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole ideology of this comes from exactly what we're talking about. In, in, in the point that you make right now, if, if we could only convince people of this one point, of just this one point that you're making, we could probably begin to resolve the problems. Malcolm, I always tell our listeners, all you need to do is read the first nine chapters of the Quran. It takes you three hours. You don't need to read 114 chapters. Give you an example to prove my point. Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 216. The Quran says, Jihad, holy fighting in Allah's cause, is ordained for you Muslims. Though you dislike it, and it may be that you dislike something which is good for you, and that you like something which is not good for you. This is what the Quran says. Now, the hadith, which are the 
reports about uh, Muhammad and what he did in his life, in Sahih al-Bukhari, one of the foremost authorities in Islam, chapter 4.50, it says, the Prophet said, a single endeavor of fighting in Allah calls, qital fi sabilillah, jihad, is better than the world and whatever is in it. Another, another hadith by Muslim Sahih, Another great authority, 4631 and 4626. It says, I heard Muhammad say, I love that I should be killed in Allah's cause, jihad. Then I should be resurrected to life and be killed again right. in Allah's cause, jihad. What more does anybody what want? What more do you need? Yeah, exactly. What more do you need? Another one, another Sahih al-Bukhari, 4.73. Allah's apostle said, no that paradise is under the shades of swords. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not talking about a peaceful belief system. Right. There is nothing peaceful on Islam. Uh, it's, it, it really baffles me uh, so much, IQ. Uh, I really mean this as to why our political leaders and our Christian leaders, and of course I know why the media, I mean, they're, they're just plain out stupid, but why none of them really understand this fundamental point. I preach this all the time, what you're speaking about. I mean, I totally understand. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian, a God-loving person. I want peace for everybody. I want good things for everybody. But what you're speaking about is the fundamental core. It's evil at its root. It's really the work of the devil. You have no idea how evil Islam is. I'm sorry I raise my voice. I'm sorry sometimes I lose my temper. I'm sorry. But I, the reason I do that, the reason I get upset is because I have been dealing with this for 15 years. Right. right. I'm giving you chapter and verse. I'm right. not concocting anything. Now, a lot of these chapters and verses you'll find again, uh, IQ, you, you quote them often. I mean, they're in your columns that, you, that are on America Out Loud, right? Completely, yeah, completely. So folks, Every single item is referenced. Everything is referenced there. You can go and look at those right there and see what IQ is saying. Now, IQ, let's talk about a couple of specific things now. And one of the things that get me here, and uh, Senator Ron Johnson uh, came out uh, here in the last day or so. He's the uh, Wisconsin senator, Republican senator, says the United States should not further restrict the right to bear arms. Uh, he says that this incident that happened is ideology, exactly what you're speaking about here, and not the gunman's AR-15 rifle, uh, which is, was not the deal. Now, the thing is, I mean, if you look at a lot of the other cases we've had, when you look at, you know, they're using bombs, they want to use chemical weapons, they want to use, you know, they used box cutters up at the Boston Marathon. I mean... The device they're using in the tool, you can't ban all this. And the one thing I can't seem to get people to understand, brother, is that criminals don't follow laws. They don't follow laws. I mean, they, they can buy any of this stuff on the black market, regardless of what you ban or how you do it. It doesn't change the fact that they're going to get it if they want it. That is why the Second Amendment must rule above everything else. Nobody should be able to abrogate or change the Second Amendment. Amen. Every American has the right to have a weapon to defend himself. Why? If somebody had a weapon among those gay boys, one, only one, if he had one, 
person with a gun, this guy would not have been able to... Well, they would have taken him out. You're 100% right. In fact, I got to tell you, here's another thing. There's a whole fear factor going on here. Now, let me tell you this. This gunman had time enough to reload. I mean, he he had time enough to reload and go off again. Correct. And nobody, nobody, and all these people, hundreds of people could have knocked him down. Nobody got him. Correct. It's amazing. Because exactly what we said. If one person had a machete or a gun, this guy would not have been able to do. By the way, it is not impossible. And you'll find out sooner or later that he was gay himself. This is a self-loading man who took, murdered 50 people because he himself was gay. You will find out. You, you, you're, 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 just, you're thinking this or you know this? No, no, I don't know that. I'm thinking this because it happened many, many times before that the worst enemy is the one who accuses you of it. For example, he said he hates gays. I bet he went to gay places and I bet he may have been gay himself. Well, all right. Interesting. I've not heard that. But let me say this. Yeah. I know that he has, again, as I stated before the break there earlier, he he and his wife uh, scouted through Walt Disney World in April. They went through it, and they were looking to try to do something, but it was a matter of getting the weapons in there and how to do that. Because in Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, and Epcot, and all these things here, uh, they now have uh, uh, electronic uh, screening when you go in, IQ, okay? okay. And they also have random, uh, they do random uh, further screenings, random uh, body search, that sort of thing, or look in your items. Uh, that's more random driven. But the other area he was looking at going is an area over there, IQ, called Downtown Disney. It's now called Disney Springs, and this is totally wide open. There's no security, but you have a lot of people there. And so any, and they were thinking about going there. It's been documented now that they have proof of this. And so when it comes to this mass carnage, and you're looking at these public venues, as they did in Paris. They look at these public venues, anywhere where there's a large gathering of people. How do you think this is going to change ahead, IQ, uh, when it comes to these outside venues, of whatever they may be? or where, Huh? You can't, like they did the same thing in Israel, in Tel Aviv. Two men, well-dressed, they went to a restaurant in the heart of Tel Aviv, in one of the, the busiest centers, and killed people. Right. You can't, Stop that. The only way to stop Muslims is not to have them amongst you. That's simple. It's not complicated. So You cannot have Muslims and expect to be safe. So in the case of of America now, now now let's get real interesting here a moment here. Here we are now. We're in the heat of a presidential race. Uh, uh, Donald Trump has spoken in the last couple of days here. Hillary Clinton has. Uh, Hillary Clinton is calling for more gun control. President Obama has called for more gun control. Uh, Donald Trump has not called for gun control. He's calling for the opposite of this. And he's talking about bringing the fight to them and doing all the things we talk about. But here's what I want to understand. In this country now, we have a pretty large Muslim population in America. I mean, less than most countries, but still, they're a growing piece of the population here. And this whole conversation of which we talk about, which we fully have talked about here on the show here, for good Muslim, bad Muslim, so on and so forth. So a new president gets elected. Let's say it is a Donald Trump. 
He talked about this temporary ban till we could figure it out. What do you talk, what do you say now? He did come out, by the way, in his speech, and he talked about looking at the mosque. Uh, he said we've got to uh, look at the mosque. He said we've got to look at all of them and see what's going on. And he says we've got to we we've got to uh, force and make the Muslim leaders, the imams and the others, to turn over these people who are radicalized or otherwise or bad. But now you get into these shades and these fine lines. So what do we do at this point? Is your suggestion what's what's right? What's humane? Are we exporting all these people by 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 the thousands? Are we allowing them to do some sort of a test to stay here? What happens to the current population here? IQ. Okay. Tough I question. You, I don't. I know it's not that. In fact, the answer is very simple. Okay. I'll tell you. But it's draconian. It's a draconian answer. I'll tell you why it's draconian. Every most every act of terror around the world, 100% of all acts of terror against infidels around the world in the last 30 years have been committed by Muslims, only by Muslims, not by Hindus, not by Buddhists, not by Christians, not by Jews, only by Muslims, all over the world. You look, you look in Russia, China, Europe, Philippines, Indonesia, you name it. Every country in the world is suffering from Islam. So there is a common denominator. What is the common denominator? It's Quran. It's their mandate. It's their mandate. It's what they're supposed to do. That's it. That's their constitution for God's sake. That's it. That's their Magna Carta. I get it. I got it. That's it. So what do we have in the Quran? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Islam does not mean peace. Islam means submission. Muslims submit to the will of their God called Allah. Since Muhammad, his Quran and Sharia are hate-mongering, war-mongering, misogynist, disloyal, racist, hypocritical, intolerant, duplicitous, vile, and the enemies of every human being who is not a Muslim, currently 80% of humanity, then Allah cannot possibly be God. Did you know that? So important. Allah is not the same as the God of Jesus, Moses, and Abraham. Full stop. In fact, so, we, in fact, we we have a column up there right now on America Out Loud that talks that you wrote that is exactly addresses that point that Allah is not the same God as the uh, as the. But God. I proved it. Yeah. I proved it. Yeah, I proved it from the Quran yeah. and from the New Testament. Okay, but, but you you got to answer my question. What do we do with the Muslim population that is here now? What happens? Fine. First of all, you close every mosque. That's it. Every mosque teaches them what? To hate. Every madrasa. Now, here, here's what they will say back. Here's what. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, okay? okay. Now, what they're going to say back is, oh, wait a minute. You can't do that. This is freedom of speech. I can, I can do what no, I want to no, do. No, freedom no, no, of religion. No, no. no, sorry. Freedom of speech has limits. When even in, in Europe, if somebody incites one group of people against another group of people, it's not freedom of speech. It's hate crime. It's incitement. It is illegal. So don't talk to me about freedom of speech. I know what freedom of speech is. When you incite to kill, when you incite to subjugate, when you incite to hurt somebody else, it is not anymore freedom of speech. That's, that's right. You, you know, you're actually right. You're, you're, you're actually, as you always are, you're, you're right. You're right. I mean, you cross the line from there, and it's no longer freedom of speech. It's, it's no longer, it's no longer legitimate. I go outside in the street and say, I'm going to kill the president. 
Right. That's exactly. Exactly. They'd be all over you in seconds. This is going, I will never get out of the prison. Exactly. exactly. I'll end up in a mental asylum. Right, right. Well, Sorry. listen, there was plenty of proof that this gunman was radicalized. The FBI no, was all no, no, over no, no, him. They let him go. No, what do you say to that? Don't use the word radicalized. Who radicalized him? He's reading the same Quran I'm reading. So how come I'm not becoming a radical? He's reading the same Quran. Exactly the same words I'm reading. The same words you are reading. The same words any Christian can read. Your the same words any Buddhist and Hindu can read. Your, your, your point is well taken, brother. I hear you loud and clear. Loud and clear, man. Wow. So, you know, I got to tell you, brother. I got to tell you. You've been saying this for years, and some people hear you, and they, you know, they don't want to hear the truth, obviously. But here's the thing. How much is too much? When is enough enough? Where is the fine line? So when, what happens when they start to use chemical weapons? What happens when they go after our water supply and food supply? What happens when they're, when they're in our urban areas and our subways? Maybe and doing then that- and only then. Americans will react. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. But then you have tens of thousands of people dead, which is not what we should have. Now, I'm going to talk to you right at this moment here. Here we are here. Here we are in June of the year 2016. And here I am, Malcolm. Malcolm Out Loud is talking to IQ Al Razuli. We're speaking here on America Out Loud, and we're talking exactly about what this future will hold if we don't do something. So how much is too much? So what is that number, folks? Think about this a moment, please. So is 50 too many? Is 20 too many? Of course, if it's your son or daughter, brother, sister, mother, father, cousin, friend, probably too many, huh, IQ? Absolutely, but we had 3,000 before that. In 9-11, we had 3,000, and nobody woke up. But here's what's going to happen. I've been I've been reporting on this for years now. Well beyond you, brother, even before I met you, there are some tragedies ahead that that I I sadly predict that are going to happen to our country because uh, they are not waking up. Our politicians, our leaders, and society as a whole is not waking up. And what's going to happen is we're going to need mass casualty events in order to be able to fix the problem. Because I'm going to tell you right now, IQ, Orlando, 50 people, to these people, is not even the blink of an eye. It, it, it wasn't the president or Hillary Clinton's daughter or son. You understand? Yep. It wasn't their son. Now, if their son or daughter were in the place there and got, maybe it might make a difference. I, I hate to be so uh, graphic here with you folks, but... I'm telling you, that's what it's going to take, IQ. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take a mass casualty event, and I'm talking tens of thousands of people. I'm talking about wiping out cities here. You understand what I'm talking about? Absolutely right, and it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's a matter of if. Yes. It's a matter of when. I believe you're 100 And that's what they're looking for is those kinds of weapons. That's exactly what the future is, IQ. That is exactly Mal- what it is. Malcolm, they are trying their best to down the uh, grid system of the United States of America. If they can destroy a big portion of the grid system through electrical, uh, through cyber warfare, believe me, 
millions of Americans will suffer. And that's exactly it. Millions, and and I talk about this. Millions. I know, brother. I know. I, I talk about this all the time. The electrical grid, the Correct. water supply, the food Correct. supply. Correct. It's all of it. It's the dams. It's not. It's not. It's not the plane. It's not IQ. It, it, it's not the airport. They're not coming in through the airport when it, it, next time. You understand? Yeah, I understand. I mean, you I'm, can only do I'm so much damage with a plane unless you hit a nuclear reactor. But the point is, they're looking for other things. And they, and listen, they're already experimenting. They have chemical labs. They're experimenting with chemical warfare. You know that. Correct. Yeah. Does anybody understand this? Do, do our leaders understand this, IQ? Yes, they do. The trouble is, they are willing to deny it. Right. They are in complete denial. Why? Because they don't know how to handle it. You ask me the question, right. how do you deal with the Muslim that you already have? Now, which politician will answer you the way I answered you? Nobody. Why? Because they think it's too, too huge for Americans to accept. Well, it isn't. I'll tell you why. Every, it is imperative that Americans are made aware that it is impossible, and I repeat the word impossible, for any Muslim to accept or submit to the American Constitution because it is not from Allah Sharia. Nor can any Muslim in the United States of America be a loyal citizen to 97% of the Americans who are not Muslim because Sharia calls them kuffar infidels. Now, this is simple. One plus one is equal to two. If you don't want to accept it, it's not my problem. What can I tell you? Right, yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I think you have a, an eye-opening conversation here. And not only are you folks hearing this on the radio now, you will hear this at America Out Loud. You will hear this on iTunes. You will hear this on all the podcast sites. Uh, we will uh, package this from the radio and continue to put this out there. And we will continue to beat the drum here and continue to speak as loud as we can. Because as we talk here in, in the month of June, in the year 2016, and we predict here what we predict, what's going to happen, my friends, unless there is a, uh, a, a just a major change of thinking in the way we conduct ourselves, brace yourself. Brace I yourself. Think, I'll tell you something. If you elect, if you Americans elect, Hillary Clinton is gone. America is finished. It will be another four years of disaster, another four years of Obama. Believe me, I'm an outsider looking in. I don't care about Republicans. I don't care about Democrats. I care about America. There you go. I care about Americans. And I'm telling you, of the two evils, Donald Trump is the lesser evil. That's a good way to put it, brother. That's a good way to put it. And again, IQ Al Razuli, author of Lifting the Veil. Uh, you will find his uh, his talks, his columns, his articles on America Out Loud right under news blog. You'll look him up. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well. You'll find it right there. His Twitter feed uh, is uh, at uh, Al Razuli, uh, R-A-S-S-O-O-L-I, very easy. And uh, Amazon, you get his books as well there and follow him and see. Uh, there's no other reason this man does this except he is a passionate, passionate Christian man. Uh, 
and speaks from the heart, uh, really, of what he is. IQ, stay right there a moment as I end here with our listening audience. I want to talk to you off the other side here. And, uh, folks, thanks for joining me again. This is an important message. I mean, you want to hear it, you don't want to hear it. I can't help that, but you need to hear it. And you're hearing it here on America Out Loud. It's time to pay attention. It's time to get out loud.